Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 185. Today in our episode, we'll be reading from Isaiah again and from 2 Corinthians, uh, the second letter the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth. And our theme today is that we have a God who can comfort, and that true comfort as much as we seek it in our world right now in all kinds of ways, but true comfort is only really truly from God. And it's because he's the God who can bring light and darkness. He's the God who can save those who are down, who are weary, who are imprisoned, and that he is the one who can comfort those who even despair of life itself. And so let's read from these passages and see and find the comfort from God. Isaiah chapter 60. Arise, shine, for your light arrives. The splendor of the Lord shines on you. For look, darkness covers the earth and deep darkness covers the nations. But the Lord shines on you. His splendor appears over you. Nations come to your light, kings to your bright light. Look all around. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from far away and your daughters are escorted by guardians. Then you will look and smile. You will be excited and your heart will will swell with pride. For the riches of distant lands will belong to you, and the wealth of nations will come to you. Camel caravans will cover your roads, young camels from Midian and Ephah. All the merchants of Sheba will come, bringing gold and incense and singing praises to the Lord. All the sheep of Kedar will be gathered to you. The rams of Naboth will be available to you as sacrifices. They will go up on my altar acceptably, and I will bestow honor on my majestic temple. Who are these who float along like a cloud, who fly like doves to their shelters? Indeed, the coastlands look eagerly for me. The large ships are in the lead, bringing your sons from far away, along with their silver and gold, to honor the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has bestowed honor on you. Foreigners will rebuild your walls, their kings will serve you. Even though I struck you down in my anger, I will restore my favor and have compassion on you. Your gates will remain open at all times. They will not be shut during the day or night, so that the wealth of nations may be delivered, with their kings leading the way. Indeed, nations or kingdoms that do not serve will you will perish. Such nations will definitely be destroyed. The splendor of Lebanon will come to you, its evergreens, firs, and cypresses together, to beautify my palace. I will bestow honor on my throne room. The children of your oppressors will come bowing to you. All who treated you with disrespect will bow down at your feet. They will call you the city of the Lord, Zion, the Holy One of Israel. You were once abandoned and despised, with no one passing through. But I will make you a permanent source of pride and joy to coming generations. You will drink the milk of nations. You will nurse at the breasts of kings. Then you will recognize that I, the Lord, am your deliverer, your protector, the powerful one of Jacob. Instead of bronze, I will bring gold. Instead of iron, I will bring you silver. Instead of wood, I will bring you bronze. Instead of stones, I will bring you iron. I will make you prosperity your overseer and vindication your sovereign ruler. Sounds of violence will no longer be heard in your land or the sounds of destruction and devastation within your borders. You will name your walls deliverance and your gates praise. The sun will no longer supply light for you by day, nor will the moon's brightness shine on you. 
The Lord will be your permanent source of light. The splendor of your God will shine upon you. Your sun will no longer set. Your moon will not disappear. The Lord will be your permanent source of light. Your time of sorrow will be over. All your people will be godly. They will possess the land permanently. I will plant them like a shoot. They will be the product of my labor, through whom I reveal my splendor. The least of you will multiply into a thousand. The smallest of you will become a large nation. When the, night, when the right time comes, I, the Lord, will quickly do this. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is upon me. Because the Lord has chosen me, he has commissioned me to encourage the poor, to help the brokenhearted, to decree release the release of the captives and freeing of prisoners, to announce the year the Lord will show his favor, the day when our God will seek vengeance to console all who mourn, to strengthen those who mourn in Zion by giving them a turban instead of ashes, oiled symbolizing joy instead of mourning, a garment symbolizing praise rather than discouragement. They will be called oaks of righteousness, trees planted by the Lord to reveal his splendor. They will rebuild the perpetual ruins and restore the places that were desolate. They will reestablish the ruined places, the places, the cities that have been desolate since ancient times. Foreigners will take care of your sheep. Foreigners will work in your fields and vineyards. You will be called the Lord's priests, servants of our God. You will enjoy the wealth of nations and boast about the riches you receive from them. Instead of shame, you will get a double portion. Instead of humiliation, they will rejoice over the land they receive. Yes, they will possess a double portion of, in their land and experience lasting joy. For I, the Lord, love justice and hate robbery and sin. I will repay them because of my faithfulness. I will make a permanent covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations, their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will recognize that the Lord has blessed them. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. I will be overjoyed because of my God. For he clothes me in garments of deliverance. He puts on me a robe symbolizing vindication. I look like a bridegroom when he wears a turban as a priest would. I look like a bride when she puts on her jewelry. For just as the ground produces its crops and a garden yields its produce, so the sovereign Lord will cause deliverance to grow and give his people reason to praise him in the sight of all the nations. For the sake of Zion I will not be silent. For the sake of Jerusalem I will not be quiet. Until her vindication shines brightly and her deliverance burns like a torch. Nations will see your vindication and all kings will your splendor. You will be called by a new name that the Lord himself will give you. You will be a majestic crown in the hand of the Lord. A royal turban in the, land of, in the hand of your God. You will no longer be called abandoned. And your land will no longer be called desolate. Indeed, you will be called my delight is in her and your land married. For the Lord will take delight in you, and your land will be married to him. As a young man marries a young woman, so your sons will marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over a bride, so, the, so your God will rejoice over you. I post watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem. They should keep praying all day and all night. You who pray to the Lord, don't be silent. Don't allow him to rest until he establishes, reestablishes Jerusalem, until he makes Jerusalem the pride of the earth. The Lord swears an oath by his right hand, by his strong arm, saying, I will never again give your grain to your enemies as food, and foreigners will not drink your wine, which you worked hard to produce. But those who harvest the grain will eat it, and I praise the Lord. Those who pick the grapes will drink the wine in the courts of my holy sanctuary. Come through, come through the gates. Prepare the way for the people. Build it, build the roadway. Remove the stones. Lift a signal flag for the nations. Look, the Lord announces to the entire earth, Say to daughter Zion, Look, your deliverer comes. Look, his reward is with him, and his reward goes before him. 
They will be called the holy people, the ones protected by the Lord. You will be called sought after, city not abandoned. Who is this who comes from Edom, dressed in bright red coming from Basra? Who is this one wearing royal attire who marches confidently because of his great strength? It is I, the one who announces vindication and who is able to deliver. Why are your clothes red? Why do they look like someone who has stomped on grapes in a vat? I have stomped grapes in the winepress all by myself. No one from the nations joined me. I stomped on them in my anger. I trampled them down in my rage. Their juice splashed on my garments and stained all my clothes. For I looked toward the day of vengeance, and then payback time arrived. I looked, but there was no one to help. I was shocked because there was no one to offer support. So my right arm accomplished deliverance. My raging anger drove me on. I trampled nations in my anger. I made them drunk in my rage. I splashed their blood on the ground. I will tell of the faithful acts of the Lord, of the Lord's praiseworthy deeds. I will tell about all the Lord did for us, the many good things he did for the family of Israel, because of his compassion and great faithfulness. He said, Certainly they will be my people, children who are not disloyal. He became their deliverer. Through all they suffered, he suffered too. The messenger sent from his very presence delivered them. In his love and mercy he protected them. He lifted them up and carried them through ancient times. But they rebelled and offended his Holy Spirit. So he turned into an enemy and fought against them. His people remembered the ancient times. Where is the one who brought them up out of the sea, along with the shepherd of his flock? Where is the one who placed his Holy Spirit among them, the one who made his majestic power available to Moses, who divided the water before them, gaining for himself a lasting reputation, who led them through the deep water? Like a horse running through the wilderness, they did not stumble. As an animal that goes down into the valley to graze, so the Spirit of the Lord granted them rest. In this way you guided your people, gaining for yourself an honored reputation. Look down from heaven and take notice from your holy majestic palace. Where are your zeal and power? Do not hold back your tender compassion. For you are our our father, though Abraham does not know us, and Israel does not recognize us. You, Lord, are our father. You have been our protector from ancient times. Why, Lord, do you make us stray from your ways and make our minds stubborn so we do not obey you? Return for the sake of your servants, the tribes of your inheritance. For a short time your special nation possessed the land, but then our adversaries knocked down your holy sanctuary. We existed from ancient times, but you did not rule over them. They were not your subjects. This is a ending of our reading today, and it, it's kind of in the middle of a section here. Uh, next episode, we'll be picking it up right here, where in light of all these things he's been saying, he's going to call out to God to actually come and to bring his promise to fulfillment, to rescue people and to continue to show his comforting presence, his light in the darkness. And now we turn, as uh, we finish our episode today, actually, with uh, beginning a new book, the second letter the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth that we have recorded. And in this letter, he begins, the Apostle Paul begins as he normally does with greetings, but then he moves into a section where he thanks God for the comfort that only God can give, because Paul and his those with him were so despairing that he even says they despaired of life itself. It was such a difficult, painful time that Paul thought, there's no way we're going to make it. And yet God comforted him through it, not in the sense that he always made everything perfect right away, but that God's presence and nearness and love became real and true in such a degree that it was able to give them the strength through the comfort that they could make it through. And so let's read from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. From Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God 
and Timothy our brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, with all the saints who are in all of Achaia. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles, so that we we may be able to comfort those experiencing any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For just as the sufferings of Christ overflow toward us, so also our comfort through Christ overflows to you. But if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort that you experience in your, pa- in your patient endurance uh, of the same sufferings that we also suffer. And our hope for you is steadfast because we know that as you share in our suffering, so also you will share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, regarding the affliction that happened to us in the province of Asia, that we were burdened excessively beyond our strength, so that we were even despaired of living. Indeed, we felt as if the sentence of death had been passed against us, so that we would not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. He delivered us from so great a risk of death, and He will deliver us. We have set our hope on Him that He will deliver us yet again, as you also join in helping us by prayer, so that many people may give thanks to God on our behalf for the gracious gift given to us through the help of many. For our reason for confidence is this, the testimony of our conscience, that with pure motives and sincerity, which are from God, not by human wisdom, but by the grace of God, we conducted ourselves in the world and all the more toward you. For we do not write you anything other than what you can read and also understand, but I hope that you will understand completely. Just as I, just as also you have partly understood us, that we are your source of pride, just as you also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus. And with this confidence I intended to come to you first, so that you would get a second opportunity to see us, and through your help to go on to Macedonia, and then from Macedonia to come back to you and be helped on our way into Judea by you. Therefore, when I was planning to do this, I did not do so without thinking about what I was doing, did I? Or do I make my plans according to mere human standards so that I would be saying both yes, yes, or no, no at the same time? But as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, for the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the one who was proclaimed among you by us, by me and Silvanus and Timothy, was not yes and no, but it has always been yes in him. For every one of God's promises are yes in Christ. Therefore also through him the Amen is spoken, to the glory we give to God. But it is God who establishes us together with you in Christ, and who anointed us, who also sealed us and gave us the Spirit in our hearts as a down payment. And so we hear from the Apostle Paul this reminder that he is only able to continue his work and serve God because God is the one who comforted him in the midst of trial and struggle, even to the point of despairing of life itself. And yet Paul continues on in God's strength and recognizes that not only is this something he needs, but that we all need a recognition again and again that our true strength is only found in the God of all comfort. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. 
May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music. You're-